listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 18th of October. Australia's flooding disaster is far from over, with thousands of residents across four states now at risk as another dangerous wet weather system is set to hit. More torrential rain is on the way from today for already flood-devastated communities across parts of Victoria, New South Wales, South Australia and Tasmania. In Victoria, new evacuation orders have been issued after local towns, including Shepparton and Echuca, were inundated with record flooding. It's estimated more than 34,000 homes across Victoria are now at risk of flooding, with local rivers expected to rise again with more heavy rain on the way. This local resident from Shepparton telling Channel 7 the devastation is widespread. There's a lot of the community here has gone under, which is really sad. The water is slowly receding and you're starting to see little of what the work's going to be when the water's gone. That This is not the hard part. The hard part's yet to come. Now there are concerns the record floods are heading towards South Australia with a number of flood warnings already in place along the South Australian stretch of the Murray with a caravan park in the town of Loxton inundated. On the Victoria-New South Wales border, a number of communities have been told to evacuate overnight as water levels continue to rise. And the clean-up is underway in north and northwest Tasmania, but authorities remain on high alert with another deluge on the way. Tim Wilson, who's the mayor of one of the worst affected areas across Kentish Council, says more rain is the last thing residents need. Essentially, we'll need to clean out drains and, and do all of the things that we've, we've done before and, and keep a close eye. It's just a matter of what level um, it does come through. If it comes through like we've had before, which I doubt it would, uh, you know, we'd be obviously in, in, in a lot of trouble. Fiona Simpson from the National Farmers Federation says the widespread floods are also a multi-million dollar disaster for the agricultural sector and that will mean the cost of many locally made products including milk, fruit and vegetables will soar. The losses, the crop losses um, and the damage to landholders' farms is absolutely going to be extensive. Meantime, the Federal Treasurer has admitted the flooding disaster will add further pressures to the cost of living crisis ahead of next week's federal budget. Jim Chalmers warning us to expect more challenging times ahead. I think Australians do need to brace uh, for a cost of living impact uh, from uh, these floods. Uh, These are likely to push up the cost of living when Australians are already under the pump. Cassandra Goldie from the Australian Council of Social Service says with so many Australians struggling at the moment, the upcoming federal budget needs to look after those in need more than ever. We need to fix income support so that they're above the poverty line. We need to do a lot more to build social housing, that low-income housing for people who desperately um, need a roof over their head and to make sure that we're funding those critical care services that have kept people safe for so long. In other news this Tuesday morning, two prominent female politicians have given evidence at the Bruce Lerman trial. The former Liberal staffer has pleaded not guilty to the alleged sexual assault of his then-colleague Brittany Higgins at Parliament House in 2019. Senators Michaelia Cash and Linda Reynolds both took to the witness stand yesterday and our reporter Michaela Savage has the details. 
Yeah, Tash, Senator Michaelia Cash was up first. She told the ACT Supreme Court she didn't know Ms Higgins had allegedly been sexually assaulted until two years later. She said Ms Higgins told her about it during a phone conversation in February just last year. And this comes after Brittany Higgins told the court she'd informed the senator about the alleged incident several times prior to that. Later on, Senator Linda Reynolds took the stand. It's her office where the incident is alleged to have happened. It was revealed she actually asked to see transcripts of Brittany Higgins' evidence. Senator Reynolds told the court she didn't realise that wasn't appropriate. And she also admitted her partner physically attended the trial while Ms Higgins was giving evidence, but said she never asked him to tell her what was said in court. This is week three of the trial. Overseas now, the new British Prime Minister's future is in doubt after her economic plan was scrapped barely a month after she took office. Liz Truss's tax measures have been almost completely reversed by the new Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt. Political expert Dr Victoria Honeyman has told the ABC speculation is rife about whether the PM will hold on to her position. The phrase that is doing the rounds is in office but not in power and I think that that is absolutely true. Liz Truss really has has very little power at the moment but I think that Liz Truss is really counting her days in Downing Street. The question is when she leaves, not if she leaves. And a military aircraft has crashed in a residential area in southern Russia, killing at least three people and injuring a number of others. It's understood the fighter plane was on a training flight when one of its engines caught fire, with the pilots able to eject before it crashed into an apartment block. Local media is reporting the blaze engulfed five floors of the multi-storey building. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. Well, many of us know just how super expensive childcare is, especially at the moment now. New data has revealed just how much parents are paying. Yeah, look, this has come out from Care, and it shows parents are paying on average, Tasha, around $123 a day mm. for long day care. That, that's, that, that's a huge amount. Now, at $133 a day, ACT comes in at the most expensive place, while Tassie at 106 per day is the most affordable. And according to this data, fees have increased on average around 6% per annum, but some providers have hiked costs by as much as 14% over the past year. Now, no doubt the cost of living pressure is making it more expensive for providers to run their businesses. I mean, you think about this. Staffing issues and the cost of renting their premises, they're the two biggest contributors to these price hikes and both of those have gone up. We've got a tight labour market and also rising rents. Now, those centres that own their own building are actually in a much better position than those that don't. But some good news, uh, the childcare rebate is being tweaked from July next year. Families earning up to $80,000 will be eligible for a 90% childcare subsidy. Even if you earn more than that, you still get it. It tapers down, but it reaches zero once you're earning about 530000 now. So in the meantime, look, the best you can do is make sure you're getting your maximum subsidy. Um, and if your childcare centre has increased fees, do look around because you may find that you still are one of the cheaper ones. And look, it's also important to weigh up how happy your kid is in that centre. Mm. Look, it's never straightforward when it comes to, you know, your kids and childcare and so on. And if you're on the subject of the rising cost of raising children, there is a call now for the government to fix the paid parental leave sexism and not just increase it. 
Yeah, there certainly is, Tash. And interestingly, I actually got a text from a friend over the weekend around this. And she says, please fix the gender discrimination in the existing paid parental leave scheme so it's assessed on family income and not solely on the mother's income. And she's got a point because for no good policy reason, it does penalise families where the mum is on the high income earner. Now, mums who earn more than that threshold of $156,000 completely miss out. But if you earn less, even if you married, say, as she put it, to James Packer, you get it. Now, she's no, under no disillusion that that 156000 a year is a good income. It is. The issue here rests with the fact that to get the paid parental leave, there is the income test, but it applies only to the income of the newborn mother. Um, so, as I said, if you earn more than 156647 in the last financial year, you get nothing. It doesn't matter how much your partner earns. They could be earning millions. So long as the mother earns less than that threshold, you get it. Now, it'll be interesting to see if the government does address this in the budget. The government is planning to extend the paid parental leave to 26 weeks, and this change will be scaled in from July 2024 and be fully in place by 2026. Yeah, the budget will be very interesting indeed. Effie, thank you. Thank you. Time for sport now with Josh Conway. Josh, good morning to the AFL first. And Ross Lyon has broken his silence as he weighs up a return to coaching. And it's the vacant role at his old club that he's eyeing off, Tash. And a very good morning to you. Lyon has confirmed he is interested in a return to coach St Kilda, the club he infamously walked out on for Fremantle a decade ago. Lyon, of course, led the Saints to three grand finals and arguably could have had two premierships to his name with some luck but hasn't coached at the top level since 2019, despite recent interest from Carlton and Essendon. But a mammoth four-hour meeting with St Kilda hierarchy has left him keen. Yeah, otherwise it wouldn't come and meet, you know. But look, it's a delicate time, you know, for everybody. So it's not easy coaching an AFL club. That audio, thanks to Seven and Tash, it certainly looks like all signs are pointing towards a big return to Moorabbin. Yeah, absolutely. And also today, Josh, our Aussie cricketers have had their final hit out ahead of the World Cup. We have, and it wasn't a totally successful one, going down to India by six runs at the Gabba yesterday, Tash. The Aussies losing four wickets in the last four balls to fall short of India's target of 187. But in some better news, Aaron Finch looks to have struck form at the right time. He struck 76 off 54 balls. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, happy. It's nice to get a few in the middle. Would have been nice to get us over the line, but can't win the World Cup in a practice game. Our T20 World Cup title defence kicks off on Saturday in Sydney when we take on New Zealand. To rugby and daily Cherry Evans has broken his silence for the first time since Des Hasler was sensationally sacked as the Manly coach. You may remember that the Manly skipper was a staunch supporter of Hasler. The pair have worked together on and off for around a decade. And DCE has admitted to nine. He's sad to see Hasler go. It's disappointing to see Des go. Obviously, I've got a great relationship with him, but the club's chosen a decision to move forward and um, it's time to get excited about what's coming in. And as for what is coming in, Anthony Seabold is still favourite to take the reins. And to the Dragons, quickly, some good news for their fans. Young gun Tyrell Sloan has backflipped on his release request and looks set to stay at the club. And just finally, the New Zealand Breakers secured a big win away from home over Illawarra in Monday night NBL action. They defeated the Hawks 88-62. to Thanks so much, Josh. 
And a much-needed rest for an Aussie tradie overnight after he finished a marathon run across the country. Ned Brockman left Perth 47 days ago and crossed the finish line in Sydney last night after completing almost 4,000 Ks. We're coming home, baby! So good. Thousands gathered at Bondi Beach to watch the 23-year-old complete his inspirational run. Ned telling Channel 10 he's incredibly proud that he's raised more than $1.5 million to fight homelessness. No one should have not have a bed to sleep in in this country where we're so, you know, we've just got everything at our fingertips. So it's something um, I'd love to change and hopefully we've made some, made some ground in that um, aspect. Ned saying he cannot wait to enjoy his first sleep-in. Sensational effort. Well done, Ned. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.